Shit, I'm actually trying to wrap that up the next couple of days, honestly. I'm getting back to the AWS shit, so let's try and set a deadline for Friday. My, light, sure. my schedule's pretty light on Thursday and Friday, so. For sure, and the bridge has just integrated their site from wherever the fuck they were to... Um, WordPress, so I feel like that might make things a little more streamlined. They, they, they were on WordPress, and they, now they come back to it, right? Right. Gotcha, gotcha. Right, 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 right. I right. seen Bakari the other day with you. Did. Of course, the homie. Of course, you know Bakari. We were sitting at the we were sitting at the gift shop talking about old Howard shit. You know how niggas get to reminiscing, right? And he was he was saying that like there was an era of time where niggas would just pull up when you could you would expect a certain person in the room because there was an opportunity happening or somebody was having a pop up, somebody was having an event. And you, Lafayette, myself, Matt, niggas very much of the pop-up area. Pop-up era. Yeah. When niggas just pull up, be in an event, chill out, no agenda, make a way, network, and now here we are as a full-on community. I think it's pretty dope. Yeah, definitely. I did it. I, that's how I met Lafayette, literally. Yeah, on the pull-up. That's the sub. Yeah, I'm trying to remember how I met you, Tom Tom. Several different occasions, different different groups. So, I believe it was with the Link Up Girls. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. And then you and came. And they had a pop-up at Sign of the Well. They had a little meet and greet type. Uh, I, I missed that one. Oh, and I think. That's how I met you. I think uh, the Elroy was. was this part was of like six seven, six, seven years yeah. ago. If you yeah. talk about Sign of the Well, yes. Yeah. I hope it was six, yeah. seven years ago. And the Elroy on H Street. Come on, Elroy. The, the, the modified gentleman's club. You know they do. Yeah, they got the, they got uh, they got the ladies on. I think on Wednesday nights at the Elroy. Y'all yeah. niggas didn't know about the Elroy. Yeah, I'm kind of surprised because Malcolm and Fred and them. Usually, I have a good topology of. I I, I, <laughs> I expected I you to know. A while, but... That's all right. Though. So is it just a night? I think it's. A, well, this is pre Rona now. I knew the I knew the young lady actually graduated with me with Howard. Her name is Tierra. She was running a little for sure. crew. For sure. Out the Elroy on Wednesday, he was okay. a little gentleman's night situation, but like on right. some on like a hood strip club type shit. Like this is still just a regular club, right? And now we got half naked bitches in. Got you. How, how much wow. are the tables going for? I don't know. I'm, I've seen a lot of that happen. Yeah, like um, since COVID started and the regulations started to kind of ease up halfway, mm-hmm. you'll see uh, certain shorties post on their IG or in their stories about like, yo, the secret location, DM for details. You got to drop. <laughs> X hundred amount of dollars for a table. So you buy by the table. Gotcha. Off rip. Yeah, 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 yeah. But then there's like a certain type of experience and service. Not in like a shady way. No, no, no. I, I feel like you. I feel you. Interesting. What do you say? Uh, you ever been to Macumbo Lounge? Macumbo oh, Lounge? I, I heard that was legendary. I miss Macumbo Lounge. I tried to... That's up Georgia, right? There was a period in my life where I was going on tour, hitting mm-hmm. up the different spots. Way up at the top, right? It'd be like the grandma shipping in the front, and then like the... the what? It's a real family affair, oh. shit. Like, Lafayette <laughs> is doing all that talking, hey, but we some, can't hear him on the mic. Some right. of those, some of those white strip clubs on M Street, next to Sign of the Well, and right, the Camelot, three of them. Camelot in the joint next to Empire. 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 This, oh, well, Empire is a little bit more classy, but I think Camelot was. They didn't really have no pole. It was. Let just, me tell you something. Camelot <laughs> is the only strip club I fell asleep in. <laughs> Boy, Camelot born as hell. They got so all the guess, lights on in there. Guess what? Right. <laughs> Tell me why. I, uh, <laughs> right. I was doing Every Uber Eats back in the day. You doing what? At Uber Eats. Okay. And one of the strippers from Archibalds ordered Uber Eats. Mm-hmm. And that was, that, that was I don't know, it's just an interesting experience because I ain't been in a white club. They, don't have a, they didn't have a sound system. 
when I went. They just played music off their they phones. Yo, chill. <laughs> they put it in the cup. Wow. <laughs> no, they just laid that shit on the floor. It was an ox cord. It was an hood cord. speaker. Ox cord. Now, this is the white joint. This is the white. So, yeah, they still had Camelot. This, yeah, I think it was Camelot. Oh, my God. Because M. Right. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and fun fact I ran into my mama at Camelot one time. <laughs> oh, yeah, you did say this before. We talked about I think we early did. OTS yeah, right yeah. here. Super early OTS. That's kind of lit. I think I said in, in follow up that I kind of wish that it happened to me. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. It's kind of like, huh. yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah me, one of those me moments. Me and my mother you know? would never meet in the strip club. I don't, that, I don't even get down like that. Hey, man. Hey, look. Ain't nothing wrong with either or. Right. No, no, I'm no judgment. No. Yeah, for sure. Right. Well, we want to send some shout outs to and some love to DMX. I know that was a weird trend. Yeah, yeah, it was like Tata's mom to then some imminent shit that's going on with Dark Man X. Damn. But the uh Is that what that stands for? Yeah. Wow, all these years you ain't know that? Nope. Nigga's real name is Earl. Earl Simmons like shit. Not know that. So okay, since we're talking about give me more. I'm gonna be honest with you. As a child of the South. Okay. DMX and I, we weren't on the same page as it came to the music that was coming out. It yeah, wasn't really my jam. Why not? Who he, he might have collabed with from the South. I can't, I'm drawing blanks from that area. It's all, yeah, it's all East Coast. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, but he was super New York with it being from YO. At a certain point, though, it can be heavily argued that DMX was the number one rapper in the game. One of the first and only rappers to actually drop two albums in one year that went platinum, back to back. Right. Um, I forget the two albums, though. Uh, it's dark and hell is hot and flesh of my flesh. Blood of my blood. blood of my blood. Yeah. Rough Riders tour. Uh, I mean, there's so many different branches that we can go into, mm-hmm. man. Eve. I mean, yeah, the whole Rough Riders movement with Swizz and and Eve and, yeah. and X and D and Y, who are the people behind that? It's like he comes from that tree. Him battling Jay Z back in in high school, and they and they kind of rolled it a tie, I believe. Yeah, but I think most people say DMX won that though. Yeah, I mean, I mean to be him being one of the dopest to ever Yo, do it. Have, have you heard the story about how he used his dog as a part of uh, his performance? Yeah, yeah. He so, said so. From what I understand, D- DMX had trained his dog to like you know how you can train a dog to like growl on a certain word. So he'd say something, and then like the dog would start barking, and it'd be like, "Chill, yo, I got him." And, but it's all part of his rhyme. Yo. So, so it was a Drink Taps episode that just came out where Nori asked him that because Murder Moop, the famous battle rapper, put that out there yeah, when Murder he went Moop, to Drink That's Drink what Tapes. it was. Mm-hmm. So X said, yes, he always had dogs around even when he went to battle, but he didn't synchronize it. It was just that ill and it was just that on cue that that happened. Of course. So it wasn't practice. <laughs> was the practice But it, it just was. was the essence of him in the, in the dogs that it just, you know, mm. that even speaks higher. You go back to them old... Um, I don't know if it was Woodstock when they brought back Woodstock, back when like MTV was the shit. When you yeah. watch that shit for the spring break stuff. My man's in the red overall. Right. Some of the crowd most, is like <laughs> one of the most <laughs> iconic performances like from a rapper I've I've ever seen. Just mm-hmm. in terms of a sea of people just rocking out to uh what is it? Uh is it up in here with Party Up. Party up. Party up, yeah. So what does it mean? to have possibly lost a voice that is DMX. What does that mean for you as individuals? What does that mean for his impact on you as a creative? Um, I mean, for me, DMX is like, how how can I explain this? DMX, like, in the rap genre, he was one of the only people that I felt like 
you you really had the whole person like whether it's he's talking about his struggles or whether he's praying and like knowing like like you know in his prayers he's like you know I know I'm a sinner but forgive me like his prayers were really genuine um and then I mean just him him as a person he, he, it felt like you really knew him and I feel like for a lot of us fans that's what we identify with like you you feel like you know somebody like DMX you, you or you just have experiences experienced his experiences with him right yeah i mean x was just one of those uh larger than life uh figures that we grew up with you know what i'm saying like he had music that could match damn near any uh, emotion that you had you know what i'm saying whether it was like, the first mood music music yeah i mean whether it was uh uh rough riders anthem whether it was uh slipping right party up um how's it going down like uh, if that was the James. We, I mean, we can go on, on and on and on. Like uh, money, cash, hoes. Like um, the fact that he had spiritual warfare. That's most of what his what his uh, his life story was usually about. Like the you know, you look at the BT has a really good series on Rough Riders. Like it's different. Um, yeah, I definitely watched that one. Yeah. So seeing his childhood coming up, um, all the adversity he had to go through, um, and how that breeds somebody who's like one of a kind, and to lose, you know those one-of-a-kind type of individuals, and we've been losing them consecutively. Like, right. bang, 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 bang. It's just like, shit. And he's not gone with us in spirit yet, although they're saying he's he's in a vegetative state. So, yeah, man. you know, um, flesh is still alive, so. Yeah, flesh is still alive. We're hearing this very, it's either a very little brain activity or no brain activity right now. The family is coming to see him. Uh, and I'm not a doctor. Right. But from what I know from the medical job, medical dramas, you don't really come back from lack of... Not for that long. Not for that long. It's been a couple of days now, right? Um, so, you know, we send out our man. prayers and wishes and thoughts over to the DMX family, to the X family. Um, it does suck to lose a voice. The thing that I love about DMX is always the, the timbre of his voice. It's not a lot of rappers who are willing to growl and scream and yell and be ultra <clears throat> passionate with you Via the wax, a lot of niggas, yeah, trying, especially niggas from New York. You know what I mean? A lot of niggas from New York trying to be cool. They trying to too uh, cool. Trying to like you know what I'm saying? Get your Nas and your Jay Zs. It's not a whole bunch of infliction going on. But but DMX, right? Up, down, loud, whatever, all over the place. I, what, I agree with you, Tom. When you say like one of the rare pieces of one of the rare individuals that we get to see in a public limelight in the full totality of what that person is, from addict to award winner. You know what I mean? Right. To reality TV shows, and you know, to being being actor, right? I mean, that Christmas song with him is like (laughs) legendary to everybody. It is. (laughs) Uh, What? (laughs) Damn pastor! Like, and I'm glad he we were he was able to receive his flowers one more time, especially during Sarah with the versus battle with Snoop, for his catalog to be appreciated, rehashed, yep, uh, introduced to a younger audience. Hopefully, Um, man. So I know I know he was working on an album. That's what he was talking about on a drink champs joint that came out months ago. Mm. So hopefully that there's you know some you know something to commemorate right. whatever he's done recently. But yeah, it was, at the end of the day, it sucks, man. Fucking crazy. That's wild. That's bro. a rough one, man. Yeah, man. But anyway, we want to welcome y'all to the Over the Shoulder podcast. This is your chance to eavesdrop on three professional creatives as we discuss the sources, happenings, and inspirations from the creative industry, from film to production to music to culture. Join us each week as we push the envelope on the possibilities of the creative industry. Our host for this week, of course, is your main man, 20 Grand, your boy, 
Bimo Brown. What's up, everybody? How we doing? What's up? Let's go. Oh shit! There you go with the sound effect. That was a good one. God damn! <laughs> Who else we got in the building? Tom Tom, aka <laughs> Thomas the Great, aka the facilitator. Just out here doing my thing. <laughs> good Yo, what up, Tom Tom? It's uh, Backpack Matt, aka Money Making Matt, aka Mr. SBO, the Silent Partner, all that. Silent Partner. Welcome back. Money to the making show, allegedly. Man. Oh, money. <laughs> I like money making back. Alleg- allegedly. Allegedly. Yes. Allegedly. Allegedly. Thank y'all for coming to Over the Shoulder. It is time for the word of, of the, the day. day. The day. The day. Today's word of the day is brought to you brought to you by dictionary.com. Today's word of the day is brought to you by dictionary.com. I got <laughs> Adminical. Oh shit. Adminical. What's that mean, Bimo? Adminical. Uh an aid, auxiliary. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so what? Like a, like a, my a, word of the day was mad men. <laughs> yeah. Like uh, an extra piece? Like yeah, yeah. Little. It's like uh, we could do the podcast uh, as is. The headphones are really admirable, but we could just rock out just talking to the mics. Right. Yeah. We Might not come out as good. Headphones are, are, are admirable. Yeah. Admonical? Admirable. Admirable. Auxiliary. An aid, but I guess we don't really need them. We don't really need them. Right, it's right. really nice to have. It is though. All right, <laughs> all right. All right, yeah. Uh, yeah. Our, our, our cool. next segment. Cool. This <laughs> month we've been off for a couple of months. Uh, we got some news to share with you at the end of the podcast about Tom Tom. Matt was up in was up in uh, up in Brooklyn, chopping up the street. So instead of this week in creativity, we have this week in creativity. Okay. Uh, not this week. I'm sorry. This month. Oh, okay. In creativity. All right. So I, I pulled three stories. If anybody has anything else, please please feel free to add it in. So. Um, I don't know if y'all fellas saw, but after we took our break, real briefly after I took our break, Stacey Dash, Stacey Dash came knocking on the door to cookout and says that she wants back into black culture. Not because she doesn't necessarily disagree with what she was saying, but because she was angry, because she was coming from a place of negativity and representing herself very um, unfortunately on Fox News, Stacey Dash wants to be back into the culture. Tom, Tom, what you think about Stacey Dash coming back to the culture? I, I, <laughs> I, nah. I'm not. I'm not really. <laughs> I, I, that's how they say it. Right? That's, that's it. That's, that's it. it. <laughs> what would it? Okay. So um, what, what about Ben Carson? Where we at with Ben Carson? Them both ben, of the, ben both the two of them. Back, I don't know. Uh, Stacy Dash. <laughs> I grew up reading Ben little, Carson books and everything. Mm-hmm. Black blackness is not a monolith. Exactly. Right. That being said, there's some other group of niggas who I'm going to accommodate her <laughs> and her reentry. I'm pretty sure not me and mine. That's all I'm gonna say to that. All right, and they ain't that other group. Um, well, I mean, shit. You just gotta remember them for like the good moments at that point when they gone clueless, far. Shit. Clueless, all falls down video, and that's about it. The King Cover, baby. You forgot that King facts, Cover? Facts, facts. I'm sorry. Yeah, you have to remind us, huh? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I guess it, I guess the verdict is real short on Stacey. Okay, what about Fifty Cent? Then y'all watch the Power, huh? What about what about him? What about him on Power? I mean, you know, Fifty Cent was a supporter of Donald Trump as well. Oh or yeah, was yeah. That for the bag, and we just like, we was like, okay, Fifty is cool. Look, I mean, it's one thing to just go ahead and, and, and vote for the <laughs> when nigga niggas like, hit you with the look, right? <laughs> you know, I, I'm just saying, it's another thing when you are on network news mm-hmm. on a on a daily basis, parading for this dude, champion championing for this dude, mm. and just I don't know. Oh, yeah, I don't put 50 with them. 50 is, I don't know. 50 is 50. 
I mean, you look at 50, you look at Lil Wayne, you look at Kanye. Now, I have my reasons for isolating Kanye from this group, like 50 and Wayne, but it's just like, I'm not surprised. Okay. All I mean, right. All right. I mean, we're not going to stick on but, that. And rap uh, has always had an interesting relationship with Donald Trump. Like, one of my favorite songs from back in the day was, uh, I think, Raekwon and um, Smith and & Wesson, mm-hmm. and it was called Black Trump. Mm. I mean, you know, Mac Miller's Donald Trump. I mean, everybody had like a. Everybody's had a. Lead he had an endearing reference. quality before this nigga ran the country, and people subsequently. I mean, uh, before that, before people actually started campaigning and voting for him, mm-hmm. and I mean, I think there's some similarities in terms of uh, Donald Trump and Fifty Cent in terms of, um, like I watched this uh, Dope Jumper interview with Shy Money, who's mm-hmm. like one of the major executive producers, producers behind the whole Gene Sound yeah. Fifty and all that. He was like, "Yo, Fifty just kept wanting more and more of the piece of the pie." Of the whole pie, he wanted to squeeze out anything that wasn't really bringing him lion's share of what he felt like he owed, like he was owed. Right. And sometimes you can't really. Sometimes it's best to just stay away from that, uh, get away from that. If right. that's you know what I mean. So okay, I feel that same way about Donald Trump. So that's probably why they fuck with each other. Okay. Okay. Go on to the next thing here. So Marcy Martin, who is the one of the stars of Black is yep. the Young Girl, also killer. Uh, she's a she's a dope ass producer, right? She is. She is. She has her own um, production company right. with a um, with a production deal over at Disney and Disney Plus to create some family positive programming happening over there. But she made a statement emphasis on positive positive because she made a statement. She said, "Ain't gonna be no black pain." In her office. When you come to the office of Marseille Martin, we're not talking about black pain and black trauma. We're talking about black joy. Although they may exist in other places, no black pain. And that just made me think, like, you know, Marseille is 16. Right. And she lives to be Cecily Tyson's age. We could have 80 years of just black joy coming from this young black genius. What are your thoughts on that? I love it. I love it, too. Uh, I think I have still have yet to see 12 Years a Slave. I'm sick and tired of that genre of, of, of I haven't watched that. Films I haven't watched the Django. None of Depicting them. black bodies, quote-unquote. Um, yeah, I think we need to... We are so versatile in the stories that we, that can be produced on us. Why not? It needs to come from the eyes and mind of somebody who's much younger than us. You know what I'm saying? I think she's perfect for right. that, especially having already hella years in the game, understanding the game, already putting out projects mm-hmm. that she's helped produce. Um, I think the what, what the one with her and Issa Rae. Yeah, she got a movie. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Got a whole movie. Her, Issa Rae, and uh, is it Taraji in that joint too? Maybe. Yeah, yeah I think yeah. so. I think so. Wow. That's, that was the last time I said Countess Vaughn was dead, so I ain't trying to really. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not counting out any black women from anything. Whether that be death or film. True. Album, not at all. Album credits, <laughs> fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> That's beautiful. And then lastly, in uh, this month of creativity, have y'all been watching Falcon and the White Soldier? I mean, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. It does oh, say sir. Falcon and the White Soldier <laughs> my on, bad, on the notes. <laughs> <laughs> That's my bad. Have you been watching That's Falcon funny. and the Winter yes. <laughs> No, I haven't, actually. <laughs> <laughs> the bullet point it show did. notes literally says Falcon and the White Soldier. I yeah, I have. Yeah, you I'm, have? Up, I'm up to date. Man. Okay, okay. Any, thought, any thoughts on black superheroism? Um, happening in the public scene right now. I know. I don't know if you watched the the, the Snyder Cut. We got a watch the Snyder we got Cut. Up Cyborg. Cyborg going on. Yep. We got Falcon flying around. Yep. Niggas is flying on screen. Matt, is that progress? Yeah. Yeah. You know what? I, I, that is progress. And especially that Snyder Cut focused a lot on Cyborg. Yeah, it was his movie like? as a character and, and, and his parents, or at least his father Silas. So I thought that was dope. Um, 
Yeah, I'm interested to see what else happens. I, I heard, like, there's rumblings in, like, Static Shock, and you do a Green Lantern, who's one of my favorite superheroes, John Henry, uh, Black Green Lantern, just because you got a nigga who just has boundless That's true. power. Just He can imagine whatever the fuck he wants because he, he has Limitless pure will. Black imagination. That's a dangerous in the wrong nigga's hands, man, in a positive way. So I just, mm-hmm. I, I, you know, I think um, these are black interpretations from the eyes of white creators, though, most right. of these characters. So mm. I'm interested to see, going back to the Marcy Martin stuff, like, all right, what's this next wave or generation after this shit mm-hmm. to come in terms of uh, uh, black superheroes who are developed by black creatives? Right. right. And what a push behind that will look like. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, if we can get that Meteor Man. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> right. Run it back. Run yeah, it back. run that joint back, man. Run it back. All right. Yeah. All right. Well, that was cre- creativity. I want to talk about some money, though. Let's money go. though last money move of the week I <clears throat> is it strange now this could be my conspiracy brother hat on I watched Undercover Brother recently and Dave Chappelle and Undercover Brother wow <laughs> <laughs> wow deserves the NAACP Image Award uh, so I've been on my conspiracy brother thing for a minute and I've been noticing that these billion dollar companies Paramount Viacom Trilla um, VH1 Title, Amazon Title. Mm. A lot of these big and dollar companies are giving out these eight figure deals to black creatives. Eight, yep. Risa Ray got her Warner, uh, got her Warner Brothers deal. United, Donald Glover United got his Masters. Amazon flex. Who? United Masters with Steve Stout. Got United Masters with uh, Apple Music, right? Fifty million. Somebody. Any thoughts on that? Is that is that is that right? Is that progress? So I feel like there's like multiple ways you can look at it because like. And in Jay Z's, from Jay Z's point, right point of view, he bought the company when it was whatever, and then right. brought it to prominence, and then sold it. Right. That's almost like that's, that's almost exactly how you're supposed to invest. Mm-hmm. Um, so in that regard, do I wish that he kept it? Do I wish that you know it remained more uh, with us? Maybe, but I commend the business aspect of it. You learn something from that. That's. That's kind of what I take from it. Um, some of the some of the other ones, like the the <clears throat> the Steve Stout one, that's more of a, like an investment. The the company investing in him to create the infrastructure to because they see the the utility in his ad agency and everything that he's doing and how that it can improve what's going on in the music industry. Because mm-hmm. like the music industry is way behind like the technology. Boy, yeah, they are. I mean, you look at uh, Issa Rae. She just signed a really big deal mm-hmm. with uh, Warner. Um, there's another black creative who recently got. A I know big Jamie Foxx got some bread contract. from. Um, Jamie Foxx got an eight figure deal from Paramount. Word. And Donald Glover got an eight figure deal from Amazon. And they all seem right. to be production deals. Like, yeah. Come through, make this. All content. three of them? Yeah, all yeah. of them. They're all production deals. Yeah. All right, okay. And I think, I mean, because you look at the viewership. Uh, and what's making a lot of these series and shows that are coming on these platform pop mm-hmm. are the black viewership, or couple and or coupled with black uh, free marketing. That's right. what we talk about it on social media, mm-hmm. and the support that we have for um, you know Issa Rae's uh, Insecure and even the projects before that, and Donald Glover and Awkward Black Girl, and, and it's an arms race right now across That's all these different platforms. Is. Yeah, with Warner Brothers, you got. Um, Netflix, obviously, Amazon, to mm-hmm. say, like, yo, we need, it's only 24 hours a day. Um, yeah, people are watching more streaming media, but 
it's starting to, we've talked about this before, buying all these different packages is starting to add up. Right. At a certain point, something's got to give. So I don't know if people can afford to have all these different platforms. So they're starting to bundle them mm-hmm. or, you know, and or trying to vie for market space by having the best creatives on shit. So. Yeah. That's a smart move, though. And, and Netflix is, you know, is the king of this shit is really losing a lot of, uh, you know, momentum because of, Disney Plus picking up so much steam and That's right. HBO Max killing it as well. Like That's right. Snyder cut and then ten days later, uh King Kong versus Godzilla. You know what I'm saying? Like, cutting the legs off that joint. Sheesh. So much engagement versus- too. Yeah. Woo. Crazy engagement. I love them both. <clears throat> what are your thoughts? Um, I mean, I already said mine, but um the 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 thriller deal with uh with versus. Uh, versus deal with Peloton. Yes, that was a great one too. I missed that one. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know the numbers behind it, but pretty much, Peloton. There's certain rides. There'll be scheduled rides that, ba- uh, based on, um, and they'll play like, the versus battles that have happened before, like Brandy versus Monica, for a scheduled ride. And Peloton's pretty dope. I have a few friends who have them. Um, I'm just interested to see it's like the the instructor's voice mixed in with the broadcast or what? Yeah, probably. I mean, I don't know. It's, it's, we'll see. We'll see. But I, that's another bag on top yeah. of another bag. So for them, for Triller, I mean, for Swizz and, and Tim to be able to sign that crazy deal with Triller mm-hmm. and to still to have a bigger product, production budget. And we saw that with the Isley Brothers versus Earth, Wind & Fire. Yeah, well, we did, but there was, like, feedback. Like, there was some elements of it. I'm like, how does this... the first run. Yeah, first, first run. run with Triller. That's first run. True. As you can tell, they tried to put some money behind what? that motherfucker, though. Yeah. Or was Ghost and Ray the first one? From Triller? I didn't watch the Ghost and Ray one. I, I think I maybe Ghost and Ray was the first one out of yeah. that. Well, I mean, it took them, took them a minute to get the shit together, but hopefully... True. The tech behind it is running well. But for them to do a Peloton deal... Um, it's going to rehash a lot of viewership and plays for previous work that they've put out. I think that's a genius idea. And yeah. then I'm, I'm almost certain that, like... And that uh, Peloton community is crazy. Like, I, it I'm is. Al- I'm almost certain that also the people who have been on it already mm-hmm. are part of the deal. Right. Word. Like, they're getting some money off of it, too. Right. Word. They have part ownership in the Versus. So the Isley Brothers have ownership in Versus. And as Versus, as... as, as Tim and Swiss are making moves, essentially making moves on behalf of Gladys Knight. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. That's kind of popping. They should, have, at the very least, they should get a large percentage of, a very fair percentage of their respective episodes. Absolutely. Yeah. And, Absolutely. Uh, and yeah, and the, and, the, and the selling of that, because they're going to make residuals off of all, all the music that's being played too. Mm-hmm. Just automatically. Mm hmm. Everybody who rides Peloton, like that's that's uh, publishing checks. Did you, yeah, it you, is. Did you watch the Earth Wind and Fire uh, Isley Brothers joint? I watched it on Instagram. I didn't watch it on Trailer. Did you? But I did watch it. it. Yeah, I didn't realize Earth Wind and Fire literally put out like fifty albums. Yes, yes. nigga. Yeah, Elements, nigga. Nigga, what? <laughs> yes, nigga. No, no. I mean, I don't know, like cause forty-eight albums that went with, with some with platform. some of these older artists or just past our generation. Yeah. You don't realize they keep dropping stuff. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And then I want to say, like, supposedly to get uh, eight, um, eight, one hundred k a show or something like that. I believe it. All them fucking. Uh, That's a lot of niggas. In Tom Joyner crew. They don't. They don't even shit. And it might not they be for the show. It might be for a couple hours, and then there's more if you want more from us. <laughs> oh, the royalties that they make just off of like Magic One Hundred Two Point Three. Oh and hell all that yeah! Shit. Like WHUR. Like absolutely. On a daily basis, all quiet storms all over the country. Like these niggas, tip, every single quiet. Right. As long as they ain't get like dicked out of their contracts, like 
They should be straight. Could have happened, but Earth, Wind, and Fire, I'm sure they are. I feel like Earth, Wind, and Fire don't, yeah. don't get <laughs> shit. <laughs> I feel like they, they pull up on you. All 40 of them pull up on you. Right. <laughs> All right, y'all. Well, we're going to take a quick musical break. Um, right now, I want to play a, a song by a good friend of mine, a new artist in the city. His name is Jaj. This is Purple Haze. And we'll, I'm sorry. This is Purple Sage. You know what my mind has been on, mm. huh? Oh, you boy. feel me, man? Oh, boy. Uh, you feel me? Oh, <laughs> this is Purple Sage by Yaj. You'll be right back with more Over the Shoulder.
And we back with more Over the Shoulder podcast. That was my main man, Yaj, coming right out of Mount Rainier in the DMV with his song, Purple Sage, from the Dylan Yaj mixtape to drop over the summer. Make sure y'all go check him out at Hey I'm Yaj on Instagram. Tell him BMO sent you. Fellas. Good vibes. You fuck with it? You fucking with it? it? I like it. Cool. I dig it. I, I like dig it. it. Cool. I'm, I'm working with the kid. You know what I'm saying? We're trying to work on the cool things on the brand new BMO records. But that's for another podcast for another day. Right. So do y'all mind if I go a little too deep? Go on in, play Step back. As a content creator, I find it pivotal to constantly investigate that which inspires, confounds, and disrupts creativity. Each week, I'm going to explore one creative concept, deconstruct it, and analyze it to its, uh, to its atoms in hopes of expanding the creative process. This week... I think it's time for new blueprints, fellas. While we were gone, Samiria Rice, the mother of Tamir Rice, called out Ben Crump, Sean King, Tamika Mallory, Lil Baby, and other famous others who have used the trauma inflicted on black bodies to garner attention for their cause. Uh, which makes me question. It's actually a really good series of tweets that she put out, uh, Samiria Rice. It was a list of demands to these individuals. And at the, end of this, at the end of this list of demands, she basically said, keep my baby name out your mouth. Now, as an activist, as a black creator, as a revolutionary, I have two choices at this moment. I could say, you know what, black mom, fuck off. Or I could listen to what she got to say. But it, makes me, it, it begs the question, why do we use trauma inflicted on black bodies, body, why do we use trauma inflicted on black bodies to garner attention towards our marginalization, oppression, etc.? The, the, the answer to that question is simple. It worked. Right? It's been 66 mm -hmm. years since Mama Emmett Till left the casket open, and yet niggas who never saw that jet cover, never smelled the remains on that Chicago summer afternoon, are using the same strategy and on other people's behalf without proper tribute. 66 years. We've been using the same blueprint. And as I think about Marseille, which we talked about earlier, and her stance on black pain, I reminded that this 16-year-old could pull a Cecily Titan, and like I said earlier, she could have 80 years of black joy ahead of her. Uh, so then what is next for the black narrative? I really feel like in times like these, niggas are slave to the narrative of this trauma porn, like to say. This is Lena Waithe's uh, specialty, the queen and slim, them, if you will. Uh, so in the past years, we've seen Black Broadway burned down twice on HBO, meaning uh, white folks has caught up to our trauma narrative tropes and are trying to manipulate us through those narratives. I sound like the white man said this, the white man said that, but let's see Chairman Fred and Billy Holiday if you want the truth, right? Mm. Old blueprints build old buildings, and I think it's time for new blueprints. Who sketches them, though? And that's BMO Goes Too Deep. What are y'all thoughts, fellas? I mean, it's, I think it's a perfect loop back to what we were just discussing. Like, we write those, we discuss those blueprints. Now, I, whenever a big part of that is if we're going to do it in full fidelity of what we want. And every, you know, once again, blackness is not a monolith. So everybody's uh, how they display their uh, their visions is going to be different than what we might all agree on. There's no consensus, but if we could have as much of the funding behind these projects, you know that gives us the, the strongest and, and most pure voice. But 
you know, as we go back to right now, we're still in an era where big, uh, big uh, media and entertainment corporations are, are dishing out big bags now. For that trauma. Right. So at this point, there's nothing wrong with that. I think that's a dope thing for that okay. trauma, right? I mean, but, you know. It has its place. It has its place. Right. But what are we really going to do with that? You know what I'm saying? Like, um, I was watching um, Judas and the Black Messiah uh, interviews, right, with the... Um, Lakeith and them? Well, yeah, with um, the Kugler as an executive producer and the director. Okay. And Kugler said that this, you know, Judas and the Black Messiah would not have even been a thing unless... Uh, uh, with it, had it not been for the wide and major success of Black Panther, really, yeah, that's I could, I could definitely see that. I could see that. Yeah, while they were filming Black Panther, that's when he told uh, Daniel Kaluuya, "Like, yo, I'm trying to get you to right do this." <laughs> so I love us for real, right? You're right. So I think the pieces are still building. They're coming, and people are getting to play where they have more and more power and influence, and influence over by putting out these works and them continuing to build such a high profile on black radars. Right. I think it's headed in the right direction um, where ultimately we'll turn things on its head where where um, trauma porn will truly have its place. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That's a special. And where, and where uh, I'm sorry, um, a Fred Hampton film, sorry to cut you off, Tom, so a Fred Hampton film can be said, can be, can be done in a more um, focused way right. instead of having to do it in duality with William O'Neill. Right. Right there. Looking the through day. his eyes as right. opposed to. Yeah, exactly. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. Follow up? Yeah. It does. I don't know. Like, for me, uh, I have, I suppose, the principled uh, view of, of, of the situation. Like, if we, speaking of, going further with the black trauma, if we are trying to make sure they remember the names and advocate for different um basic elements to, to, to be held true, you have to respect the origins of the the or, the origins of the situation. So like you have to respect the moms. You have to create these the blueprints that we're speaking of and or like the the forms, like we have to make sure that we honor them. Like this is you have to have their blessing if you're gonna right. do something in their kid's name. You're right. That that's just that's just me though. No, I mean I feel like that's just a respectful thing to do. Right. Um, I think where the, the crossroads come in is as we are, Tom, you just kind of touched on this, as we are trying to remember Breonna Taylor and bring justice for Breonna Taylor, is it possible for us to do that without saying her name? Hmm. Mm, yeah. I mean, if we're saying, Not, I mean, because exactly. they're, 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 they're representatives of a larger issue in the first place. Right. It's not just about... Breonna Taylor, you know what I'm saying? It's not just about George Floyd, even though those are the profile instances that happen to really gain mm-hmm. national and worldwide traction. But those are supposed to be proxies for a larger set of um, injustices that's, that have been bestowed upon us and our people who are no longer here to speak for themselves. Yeah. And the many families and mothers of slain um, black bodies who don't have that platform. Mm-hmm. So that's why now more than ever we got to defend... The mothers who do have these platforms, That's right. um, Trayvon Martin's mother, Sabrina uh, Fulton, mm-hmm. I forget her last name. Yeah, I believe you know, it. you know, continue to highlight the mothers and the parents and the siblings who are running for um, municipal office. positions, public law, public public office. Like we got to do it across the board. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Hmm. Lift them up the right way. Yeah, I like that though. Lift them up instead of instead of just depending strictly on the trauma. Let's let's push past the trauma. 
Right. Let's push past that point and get to a point of like justice where we can see action today instead of still depending on sadness to push us through. Yeah, let's. I mean, le- I mean le- this is such. And we're leveraging the trauma. You have to. You got to do something with it. But we can't just leverage that shit into temporary marches and shit. And then right. Rappers uh, co-opting movements and stuff right. that really they didn't put in the legwork to do, but they have somewhat of a profile and infrastructure mm-hmm. already established to get that megaphone out. And it's like, you know, that shit is cool, but at the end of the day, foundation has to be the most solid. And the foundation really comes from the people who are most uh, directly impacted by these injustices. Right. 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 Agreed. All right. Matt, you got something in the bag, man? Yeah, I, I cooked up a little something. Yeah, yeah, I was, you know, going through some Wall Street Journal articles and shit. Oh, oh. Oh, look, wrong one, wrong one. My bad. Don't look away, look away. Well, that, that was it. Oh, okay. Oh, there it is. Oh, there it is. There it is. There it is. Which way? He said, which way do I look? Where do I <laughs> uh, so I was skimming through the Wall Street Journal, and I saw this article. It said, Facebook, Apple, and Niantic, or Niantic, uh, bet people are ready for augmented reality glasses again. You guys remember those snap, gla- snap goggles? Yeah. That were and so they had all these uh, <laughs> little vending machines all across the country and niggas was lining up crazy like on Virginia Beach, uh, Venice Beach boardwalks and all over the country to get these snap goggles, mm-hmm. right? And there were these glasses that you put on with these extra kind of um, uh, lenses on top of the the main lenses that really help project a, uh, an extended alternate or augmented reality. So wow. Uh, you think of like Pokemon Go through your phone, where you can look and use your camera to display a vision. You know what looks, what is the outside, what is real reality, but uh, a- additive elements. Right. So, um, for example, Pokemon. So imagine having that as a wearable, something on your face. So they're saying by um, 2025, it's going to be exponentially like widely adopted, and they're making a hard push, and that's across Google, Apple. You said what now? 2025, they think it'll be adapted? Widely adopted. Okay. <laughs> okay. Because there's, you know, Apple's, they say Apple's going to release a, their, their wearable a headset. Um, Facebook. The Google's one. Google. Well, yeah, it was Google Glass. I'm pretty sure if they see the market is coming back up, they didn't get rid of that IP. They'll fire back They'll up. bring it back. <laughs> They'll, They'll bring that bitch back. <laughs> snap, snap. Nice, nice and improved. Snap wow. too. So, like, well, I mean, just as... Technology is becoming so integrated into us. You know, I gotta. I say this with an Apple Watch on, but usually that's as far as it goes for me. Mm. <laughs> but once we get into the point where we having like uh, wearables that are actually altering our perception of how we see the world, yeah. how do you all take that in? I don't. I think there's I'll, so I could I could list some dope use cases. Like, yeah, go ahead, give me some dope ones. You go to a scary. You go to which has been done. So I'm not saying some shit that's or. I'm saying something that's already being done. You go to a sneaker store, you go to a pop-up, right. to a, a streetwear store, and you look at the walls and you see a certain a pair of shoes or a shirt, and you know now that you're zoning in on that shoe, now all of a sudden on wearing these glasses, you can see all these different pop-up widgets or um, extra information being displayed in terms of the history of the shoe, Whoa. the backstory behind the shoe, music right. to be accompanied by the experience of viewing the shoe. That is additive to your experience as opposed to just, you know, maybe just seeing the price. And if you're lucky, going to one of these boutique spots, really getting a backstory on what the hell it is. So, Like some Andrew Idris Sandu type of stuff. Like some what? Idris Sandu, the uh, the guy who did uh, I know you're uh, what you call a store, um, the Marathon. Yes. 
To a degree. So that was, but he, but he was thinking ahead of his time, like integrated QR codes, being able to pull it up on the phone. Yeah. But imagine having it real time. That that pop up and be able to educate yourself in real time. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Imagine going to a museum. You're on a museum date. Whoa. And you got on these goggles and she don't. But on your goggles, you got a whole you got you got a you got a whole tour guide putting you on game. You got a whole tour guide putting you on game via this alternative reality through your glasses, Sorry. and you're getting this additive experience in terms of context and shit that you don't have to read on the little plaque, and you can just Whoa. list that off to show you. Looking real smart, like sheesh. I'm giving out free game. Yo, that <laughs> the the you're right. The the wearable aspect making it kind of like a semi permanent. Uh, alteration to your perception is weird. Yeah, that's strange. But I guess, I guess, like if you if you already put in headphones, you kind of alter your reality through the manipulation. Through audible, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. So I guess I'm uh, guessing that's like the same. But that's like that would be like virtual reality where you're totally immersed in a new world. Like when you put headphones in, you ain't really hearing too much of the outside. You're not hearing pretty much. It. So it's not a merged experience. So it's just so it's not it's not both. It's just one. Yeah, with uh, the with the with the wearable glasses. I think for now. I think for now. I'm pretty sure there'll yeah there'll be ways where they can. Yo, that's to me that is like walking avatars. That's what it feels like. Right. It feels like I can't remember what well, we're like. Iron, movie it was. Everybody has Iron the exactly. Iron Man Jarvis system on their glasses. Damn near. Exactly. I don't know if that's brilliant or Minority Report type shit. I feel like it's it's brilliant in the sense that we'll be able to access information even more quickly. Yeah. Um, but scary in the sense that, like, what's being shown to you is a curated perception. Right. That's the little, like, the facts that come up or the facts that they want you to know, you know, like, and things that you can't... I'm taking that, you know, in your situation, of course, it's completely hypothetical. If you're looking at an augmented reality and some facts come up in that situation, it's not like you can use your eyes to, like, Google that shit somewhere else. It feels like there's going to be some permanence... In there, maybe even some permanent alteration to how you perceive things. I know, like, with glasses, just with glasses in general, you wear glasses long enough, your eyes adjust to... Needing them. Right. You don't wear glasses, your eyes well, adjust... being dependent on them. Right. Being, yeah, you you wear glasses, your eyes depend on them. Yeah. You don't wear glasses, your eyes seem to adjust back to a point where you don't need to wear glasses anymore. So now you add alterations in that joint, are you going to be bored when you don't see Pokemon walking around? Right. <laughs> and I don't mean bored in the sense like you're like, oh, I'm so bored right now, but is your brain going to need more stimulation when you are used to wearing glasses 8, 10, 12 hours at a time that are augmenting your reality towards something that's not there? Right. Is I mean, there going to be a rise in, in schizophrenia and bipolarism? Who knows? I mean, one thing about it is that it's in order to experience parody and what you're seeing through the glasses you actually have to step outside so it's not like just new video games right. where you got to be inside and you're glued to the tv for days on end right it's like well you do got to, there's some aspect to you having to be outside moving around and it also from the uh from the commercial standpoint like it gives you way more free real estate it sure does to Work. operate out of you know what i'm saying yeah. like to say not only do i do i have to uh, curate this space physically but then i can add additional elements to fill in blanks, to add, to, uh, what's the fucking word of the day? A minimal? Hey. Something to do with that uh, uh, shit. It's a quemini. A quemini. <laughs> 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 minical, yeah. yeah. A lot of adminical shit. <laughs> shit. You can see through these glasses. See, there's a reason. That's right, a quemini. That, that, that's <laughs> a quemini. All right, top down. <laughs> All right, top top, it's your time, man.
Mr. Tom, tell us what happened. Why do we have to go on break? What happened, Tom? Tom, like, what's your thoughtful question of the day? Um, I believe the thoughtful question of the day that was posed is, uh, "How is life after COVID?" What? You got COVID? You had the Rona, Tom? Yeah, I had the Rona. <laughs> okay, tell us about it. We should have had like the when the audience is so surprised. Yeah, <gasps> yeah, real life. Guess <laughs> That loud. <laughs> Not a joke. Come on. Guess one. That ain't it. Fuck it. Um, (laughs) I mean, I I was I was lucky slash blessed that uh, my symptoms were mild. I mean, when I when I got my positive test, I really was only having like sinus type uh, type type symptoms. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So a little bit of congestion, you know, feeling a little tired. Um, I want to say that the loss of taste happened a few days later. And, like, I low-key didn't realize I couldn't taste nothing. Like, my brother asked me a question, and I was like, damn, I can't taste shit. Damn. So what? So what now? Is so I on? still can't taste nothing. Um, so do you- I, w- I was blessed in the fact that uh, I didn't lose my appetite, so I just kept eating. I'm still eating. Can't so, taste nothing. So this is a dumb question, but I have to ask. Did you enjoy the eating experience without tasting? Because you said you didn't no, even question, realize. Great question. Yeah. Okay. So like, I can fuck up. A, I believe. I don't. I wouldn't wish this on myself, but I believe I could fuck up a perfectly good chicken wing and enjoy that shit without tasting it. So. So. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what I'm saying. So. I definitely have. I, ha- I have that kind of relationship with food, right? So I was gonna continue to eat. Yeah. Um. What I, I guess what I find interesting now is that. It felt like um, there's the sensation of the seasoning as opposed to, like, the tasting of so the So you just seasoning. felt all the other senses. So, like, the pepper still burnt your lips. Did yeah, you, so the pepper, pepper might still burn. Um, tongue, but you, you know, sweat. fried chicken, you could feel, like, the salt in it. Like, I don't know if that's even a, a good way to explain it, but, like, um, I don't know. I like sugar in my cereal. I can tell that there's sugar in it. Yeah. Like, by ta- in, in, in some form. Through the taste, even though I can't taste anything. Hmm. Um, interesting. That is an interesting. <laughs> but I don't know. Like for me, I've kind of always been somewhat self-aware with my body. Mm-hmm. So like in the days preceding um, getting my positive test, I felt my body like slowing down, mm. and I actually like vividly remember having a convo with with Lafayette because me and Lafayette were working on something. And um, I came to him, and I'm like, yo, I don't feel good. And, I'm like, and he was like, well, you could, uh, you know, you Step could never. back six feet, nigga. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, it wasn't even that because, like, it didn't feel like that. Yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah, I, I I was saying something about, like, yeah, like, I think I need to slow down or something like that. He was like, or you could just not and speed up. That was just. <laughs> that sounds like some lofty shit, shit. That sounds like some hustling shit. Right. But at, this, at the same time, I was just like, this. This doesn't feel right. I'm still going to slow down. Like, I'm going to just take it easy this weekend or take it easy at whatever time. And then, like, two days later, my test. Mm. Hey, man, shout out to you for going and get the test. Right. That was responsible. Yeah. You know, as a man who's nearly 40, you know, I really appreciate you <laughs> stepping up and taking care of your health, bro. You I mean, know I got to get one in, man. You know, I got to get black man, Every show, you know every show. Like, yeah. um, I mean, well I, 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 I age well. <laughs> you might as well get that colon checkup, too, <laughs> Oh boy! Get booty tickle, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, son. I'll pass on that one. 
Hey, no, but no, but hey, for real, it's be- but it really is better real. to be proactive about those things. Yeah, because Chad would you supposed to get it at forty, right? Yeah, and Chad would die at thirty nine of yeah. colon cancer. So, <laughs> yeah, you even schedule an appointment <laughs> or <laughs> <am> I say <laughs> that's right. Shit, I'm, I'm right behind you, brother. About six years. Eh? Yeah, six years. I have six <laughs> years on you. Yeah, <laughs> top you forty, nigga. I'm not forty. No, I think you go got ahead. like four years on me. I think you got actually I have no idea how, how old you are, top top. Yeah, <laughs> I have no idea. You've been thirty eight in my head for the last thirty four, thirty five. Thirty. I'm gonna be thirty six this year. Okay, yeah, yes. Yeah, oh, you can still round up. That's that's, that's five years. I'll be thirty one August. Ooh. All right, fellas. Uh, tools of the trade, Tom. Tom, what you got? You fresh off the runner? What's the new tool of the trade? Water. <laughs> <laughs> Appreciating life, nigga. That's thank, you. thank you, Tom. Tom, drop your socials one time. Thomas the Great on IG. Uh, Tommy Pickles, P I C K L Z underscore in the middle for mm-hmm. Twitter. I don't really tweet much. I just be you know reposting shit. But you know, every so often a, a thought might get dribbled in there somewhere. Um, yeah. To a little trade for me would be Airbnb for extended stays. So oh, I, yeah. tell us about it. Man. I stayed oh, up yeah, in Brooklyn yeah, for about New three York. weeks. I actually had booked it a couple spots prior to that that got canceled for like a whole month. Um, so it's not just the Airbnb experience, but like in the pandemic, we've been pretty much staying in the same spots for the most part right. for a year. So I think it's just been good to just get the hell out of the area for a minute um, and switch up the pace, uh, be around different groups of of close friends feeling a different type of energy. Yeah. Um, and I know people are, certain people are rushing to get vaccinated and certain people are not. Mm-hmm. I got vaccinated uh, a couple of weeks ago, so that's also another tool of the trade if you see it that way. I do. Um, but yeah, I think I, I had really only stayed at Airbnbs for like two, three, four days max. Right. But to book something for three weeks was really chill to be able to just like plop my shit down and it's like, yo, this is my spot for a minute. Right. That's popping up. Um, yeah, and I went, you know, I stayed in Brooklyn, so. How's the vibes of Brooklyn? They're dope. I mean, it's not full Brooklyn. It's not full New York, as expected. Like, a lot of what, stuff. What part were you in, like? I was in Bed-Stuy. Bed-Stuy. So I was off Marcy, between Marcy and Tom nice. Green. <laughs> yeah. So it's dope. It's different, you know, different. You know, and I've, I've gone out to Brooklyn and New York in general quite a lot. But, like, to stay there and to kind of, you know, be in your own spot instead of, like, bumming somebody's couch. Yeah. Is is different to be sandwiched in between like Marcy Marcy projects and we have a bunch of black people and people who are you know and, and, relatively and in the working class and mostly mm-hmm. black home of Jay Z where he's from and then the juxtaposition of that and the large population of Orthodox Jews that also exist in Whoa, that same really? space so just from a social cultural kind of standpoint being able to stand out there and seeing stuff like that like how that Orthodox Jewish community has their own fleet of buses. Right. Uh, school buses, schools, uh, obviously hospitals. synagogues, hospitals, police force, police right. force for women. You know, what I'm really. Saying? That's what. I, so I've heard in terms of that. Like, it's really dope. You know, <laughs> I'm saying really dope because in no way am I trying to come off anti-Semitic. I actually am. I, I, I admire a lot of what I've seen in that community. Like, no, that's popping. Yeah, that's popping. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, Man, to be in Brooklyn for three weeks—it sounds so romantic. Yeah, I mean, it was. <laughs> it sounds it it sounds more romantic than it actually was because I mean, I life is still life. So I had, I, I mean, I did have five work days in Miami, work. right? So it was like I spent a lot of money to stay there for three weeks, but throughout those three weeks, those twenty, those twenty one days, let's say I was out of town, maybe it's eight, eight of those days. Yeah, um, but it was dope though. Little bro pulled up on me towards like the last week. That was his first time in New York. Um, so really being able to show him around, let him get that experience and. 
I'm thinking about doing that shit again, man. I'm you thinking should, about bro. I'm thinking you about go, doing that shit. In, in, were you near um, Were you near the Nets Arena? Barclays Center. Yeah, Barclays I, wasn't, I wasn't too far from Barclays Center. I probably like a eight to ten minute drive. Gotcha. Um, so not far at all. Um, but everything down there right now closes at like 10 p.m. Um, mostly outdoor dining. I mean, you can do house parties and stuff. Yeah, um, I mean, of course. Brunch spots are back open. Indoor dining is just starting back up, so that's dope. Um, so I'm, I'm thinking about doing that again because summers in New York are fucking crazy. Yeah. And I'm thinking about, you know, um, whatever, maybe doing some other month-long stays or two weeks, or a week here, a week there. Fuck it. You know what I'm saying? Why Let not? me know. I'm pulling up next time. Baby. Hey, for sure. I was I'm trying to pull up, up before all this <clears throat> went down. Pull up, man. Yeah. Drop your socials one time, man. Um, Twitter at Backpack Matt. Um, Instagram at Mr. Backpack. M-I-S-T-E-R Backpack. Um, if you want to fuck with the the art and some of the creative stuff, sboart.com. And um, follow... Fuck with that guy. Yeah, follow sboart. Or SBO.art on Instagram. Hey, when we get a new Wolves drop, man? Yeah, we working on that, man. Okay, okay, um, okay. No press, no press, uh, uh, no press. You know, just... Uh, just three twos get, on. Get, no yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> nah, we, I'm cooking up some stuff, man. Me and, okay. me, and, me and Lil Bro, we teaming up on some stuff, too. He's, he's a, morphed into a dope little graphic designer, so we're going... Nice. Try, nice. Trying to shift that to the family shit, you know what I'm saying? Okay, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. Well, you know, you, we always down to support, man. Oh, appreciate um, it. Tool of the trade to me this week is Clarity. 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 What uh, gave you clarity this week? No, no, not gave me clarity. Niggas seeking clarity. Mm. Ah. Like, um, <laughs> I've um I've approached a new era in business where instead of people, I guess, uh relishing in miscommunication, individuals are now seeking out to be clear, to be right. clear, to be to have clarity, to be clear, to be a hundred percent sure on what they're agreeing to. Uh, as I'm booking, I think this is our third year in a row now. As I'm booking for the funk for the parade. funk parade again, mm-hmm. right? I'm booking for the funk parade again. I'm making these book de- booking decisions, and of course, it's virtual this year because of the because of Corona, and a lot of individuals are confused about what's going on. But instead of them just, or well, instead of me letting them depend on some of the documentation that's been going on, quick phone call. Let's get some clarity. Mm-hmm. Let me give you some clarity. Let's yeah. let's let's talk this out voice to voice, human to human. So we know what the fuck is really going on around here. See, yes, I'm, I'm, gra- I'm glad that you added that that face uh, or that one-on-one conversation because that first thing that came to my mind when I heard clarity in business mm-hmm. was contracts, which I think it should be a case. You should always yeah. have clear-cut contracts Absolutely. to directly list out what the hell is actually supposed to go on, who's supposed to get paid what, at what rate, how many hours, all that shit. Give a full breakdown, homie. exactly. But not everybody can break down a contract once they've received it correctly. So maybe that one-on-one conversation. Yep. That human touch is is, is, is real. Gotcha. All right. Um, Integral. Hey, but at the same time, no. Have your ass a contract. Mm-hmm. Even if it's even if it's layman's term, nigga. Have your ass right, a right. contract with some bullet points. I don't give a Thanks. fuck. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um but yeah, you can you can find me on all social media platforms at BMO Brown. Make sure you check out Who Waking Wake with BMO every Tuesday and Thursday on Instagram Live. Um, we are proudly presented right here by the Bridge Podcast Network. Shout out to the Washington Informer and the crew for shouting. Lafayette, Claudia, the whole family. <laughs> what the fuck I don't was know. that? I pressed two buttons at the same time. <laughs> like, I'm, yeah. not a good NPC, I'm not a good NPC person. Logging but off. it makes it an enjoyable experience. Yeah. Thanks, Top Time. I appreciate your support. Well, thank you all for listening to the Over the Show, the podcast. Make sure you all join us next week to catch up some of these gems that we be dropping. Until then. You just might have a guest. We might have a guest. Maybe. Maybe. Hey.
Well, it might be the same three niggas. It might be. <laughs> but we'll see y'all next week. Peace, peace, peace. peace.